All right, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Love and Color. This is Eli alongside Dr. Katrina, y'all. Peace and blessings. And we have our uh, senior producer, Chris, in the studio with us again today. Hey, everybody. How's it going? And this is our third and final episode in our breakup series. Um, and this one is Loving on the Rebound. All right. All right. <laughs> We're talking about how and when to get yourself back out there. Um, we have some tea. I'm going to tell you about some some recent adventures I've had, adventures <laughs> in dating. All right. You back out in these streets? Uh-huh. I'm out here. I right. love it. All right. And uh, we're going to talk about how and when to get yourself out there. We're also going to uh, do a little bit of a deeper dive on some of these dating sites that we've been using. Uh, so without further ado, let's let's have some tea, y'all. Don't make it too hot, Eli. Don't make it too hot. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm gonna. I'm gonna change the names to protect the not so innocent. Um, so, a couple things. I have been very reluctant to to get back out there. Um, in real time, let's see. Queen Bee and I have been broken up since uh, since November, and it's March now, end of March. So it's it's been a minute. I've been I've been taking my time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know, now getting to the point where I feel like interested Heard. In, in what's out there. Uh, and so I put myself out on several apps and the girl and I are also sort of looking for something together. Oh, right. So I'm fun. looking I'm looking solo and then we are also looking for either a couple or another like individual for nothing serious, just some, just some fun, you know, just some ongoing naked fun. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds, sounds fun. So I have not been on any, any solo dates yet. I have one lined up uh, for this Saturday. Today's Thursday. So I have one coming up in a few days, but the girl and I went on a date with a pair of birds. Uh, Let's call them Raven and Wren. And uh, they were both, they, neither of them have, they're a couple, they've, they're married, they've been married. Neither of them have really been open or poly as individuals. Hmm. And they're just now opening up their marriage. And we were their first ever date. Oh, wow. That they've been on. That's some pressure right there. That is. It's a lot of pressure. And it's brave on your part, right? Because you never know what's going to happen when people start delving into it, especially when they've been in a monogamous marriage for so long. But you're very familiar with that. So Yes. I was like, okay, well, I was there. And so it seems fair that I would give these folks a chance and just see, you know, see what's good. Mm -hmm. So... I was the first one there, uncharacteristically, right? (laughs) I I want y'all to know that Eli is late every week for our podcast recording. Every Mm -hmm. week, every week without fail. I'm on that Trini time. You know what I'm saying? Soon come. Soon come. Right, right, right. right. (laughs) So uncharacteristically, I was the first one there. And so I'm just like waiting nervously, you know, like checking my shirt. Like, do I have anything in my teeth? The minutes are taken by, you know, their Uber's late. The girl is, I don't know what. Yeah. Anyway. So then they show up and it's just me and they're both really nervous. 
<laughs> and so they're nervous. So then I'm, you know, I'm kind of nervous. Um, but then I just, you know, do what I do and I lean in and I just start asking questions, you know, and they, you know, they start loosening up a little. And then maybe about 15 minutes into it, the girl shows up and, uh, and, and no one but me has had a drink at this point. <laughs> so, you know, then we, we start loosening up, have a few drinks. We're just talking about our jobs and our kids and just stuff the weather. Uh, and then we hit the next spot, have a few more drinks. Conversation starts getting a little loose. And then we go to yet another spot, have a few more drinks and then start dancing. And then, you know, things get looser still. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a big question mark because it was fun. It was like a fun vibe. You know, once everybody got lit and got loose and started dancing and, you know, kind of got out of our heads with it. But I'm still not clear whether both of them want it because it seems it seems like mm. one of the partners is the one is like the driving force behind this and is kind of the one expressing the interest and pushing it and having most of the communication. Mm -hmm. But then the other one, I'm like, well, are you, are you just along for the ride? Mm. Is this something that you're into? Yeah. And so that worries me a little bit and I'm not, it, it's, it's less fun for me if I feel like someone is being dragged along and is not like fully invested and like, yeah, this is hot. Like I'm into this. So, yeah, they asked us out for a second date, but the girl has a d another date scheduled. The girl is having a, like a renaissance right now. Like, <laughs> talk about, I'm just like, I have like maybe like the, the, the tip of my big toe in the pool. She's like fully submerged yeah. right now and just, it's great. But so she, she was booked and so couldn't make it. So, you know, hopefully we'll have a second date with them and we'll see what's up. But, you know, I, I, I see I see how it could be fun, but I could also see how this could be dicey. Yeah, I, I get that. I remember I've dated. Um, dealing with newbies is a hard one mm -hmm. because they're, they're still kind of figuring themselves out. Yeah. Especially for people who are used to a certain way of living. Like, we all have to work to decolonize our view of relationships. And it's a process. Yeah, but yeah. when you're, like, fresh-ass new, mm -hmm. it's really hard. So I, I usually like to establish, like, a level of friendship because, you know, fortunately with, like, a lot of, you know, non-monogamous relationships, that door isn't closed forever. So you can actually, like, cultivate the friendship and why they work through it all and be like, okay, hey, listen, would you ever like to play around again, you know? That's a good pro tip. Yeah. So yeah. I, I've, I've had that situation happen with somebody who I met and they were, I can tell they were brand new. And I was like, hey, how about you work it through? I was like, let's remain friends. If you have any questions or anything like that, I can help you out, you know, and I can give you some of my perspective. And then I remember down the line, she just was like, yo, you want to go out on a date? And I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. Okay. Cause that was going to be my next question. I'm wondering, did things turn a corner? Eventually, it, did, was, it okay, did. Okay, okay, all right. It totally smashed. It was great. It was a great time. Cool. I'm, 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 that sounds. But it like was a, a friendly. Ending. It was friendly fun. And I mean, you know, everybody enjoyed themselves. Yeah. But it was like the under the guise of friends, and that's. I thought that was cool. That's fair. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, the other thing that's a little hard when you're new is 
coming to terms with the fact that like you can create your own reality and relationships mm. and for a lot of people that is very difficult because we are told how relationships are supposed to go with monogamy like we see it we right. follow through with it you know you date after three months you're you're partners after that you move in together you know you get married you have kids we all know that that's yeah, what the stops right? on the escalator are exactly yeah. but the stops on the non-monogamy poly escalator are what you create for yourself and what you discuss with the people you're with and i think that that can be very overwhelming for people that that's right. the thing that i think about with newbies is like oh shit you're over here trying to figure this out right. and sometimes that can lead to uncomfortable conversations and not great feelings yep absolutely you get out of toxicity yeah <laughs> i mean i i i did ask the question very directly you know what is it that you are looking for mm -hmm. and you know I, I i got an answer after a time but it was very loose and okay. i could tell that it was a a response in progress <laughs> right I've, gotcha i've like you know i love having friends who date especially like um you mean date each other no no friends who date in general and we talk about dating strategies okay. oh i see how, yeah, I how see. things okay. like that because i realized that maybe some of the ways that i i may question things may come off a little odd and while the person may not tell me a friend of mine would right so i remember saying hey what are you looking for and some people have found that to be kind of i, I don't know i want i don't want to say like a turn off but it kind of throws them off because a lot of people don't know what the hell they're looking for well gotcha yeah, I mean, that's the problem yeah, it is. yeah. It is. and for me that's i feel like that's a straightforward question but we're not Absolutely. in a straightforward society hello washington and so <laughs> looking at you welcome yes. passive aggressive hello <laughs> so sometimes i ask hey what would be the relationship dynamic that works for your life right now i like that i like that's that a great way to yeah. rephrase it yeah yeah and yeah. That allows them to take ownership and go, hey, what would I like? And I tell people, and sometimes I jokingly say, hey, please be selfish in your answer. Like, tell me what you want, not yeah. what I want to hear. Exactly. Yeah. That's fair. Like that's that. the fun part. It's exactly. like, you get to create this. Yeah. You're the Customized architect. Customized connections, everybody. So, so I'm, yes. I'm, I'm putting this in my little tip book for myself. Because as I said, I have a solo date coming up on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. And this is my first solo date. Damn, since uh, maybe the summer. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean it's it's been a cool minute. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> I'm. I mean, I might be a little bit more nervous about that one. Yeah. Than the the couple one. Uh, I ask a bunch of like I love asking questions to people. Uh, yeah. And, and definitely get them talking about themselves. Yeah. Get them, get them relaxed. Themselves. And that's definitely asking questions is definitely my um my like safe spot, my mm -hmm. comfort zone. So it's it's a thing that I know that good I for you. that I do well. A lot of people aren't good with that. Oh well. don't know what to ask, how to ask it. I'm so. a curious person. I want to know yeah, all the yeah. things. Exactly. Yeah. I want to know all the things. Yeah. Things like that. So it's always good. So anyhow, so today we are here talking about getting back on that horse that bucked you. Horse or horses. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. So in my process of, you know, putting myself back out there, I have been, you know, speaking of questions, I've been asking myself some questions, some key questions. Some of the questions I've been asking myself are, you know, 
how am I thinking about my past relationship? Am I still really upset about it? Am I perseverating over the things that happened? Am I bitter? Am I, you know, just taking my temperature? And initially, you know, I was feeling pretty negatively about how, where things left off. Yeah. And that wasn't the kind of energy I wanted to bring to a new connection or connections, right? So I was like, nope, not ready yet. It's like, you know, the, the groundhog, like Groundhog Day. Like, ah, I still see my shadow. <laughs> it's not, not, not right. yet. Not so, quite healed enough. A couple yet. more weeks, go back in the hole. Let's <laughs> revisit this. Thank you, everybody. I hope you got my good side. Thank you, thank you. Um, and then, you know, as, as more time went on and I kept asking myself, okay, you know, how am I feeling now about the past relationship? I found myself slipping more into, well, I'm feeling contemplative, you know, like, you know, I'm more thinking like, what, what happened there? What could I have done differently? Where, you know, and, and it's more of like a, a process, I'm more thinking about it critically and I mm -hmm. feel like I have some emotional distance. Then, right. And then that, that, that's when I started revisiting my profiles on the dating sites and like freshening things up, maybe putting in some new photos. <laughs> right, like, right. okay, you know, I might be ready soon. <clears throat> Take my temperature again. And then now that I have gotten to the point where I feel like, okay, you know, I feel like I've gleaned some lessons from that. I can think about it without being upset. I don't feel like I have a, a ton of negativity surrounding it that I would be potentially subjecting a new connection to now I'm ready to actually start sending some likes, sending some messages, responding in kind, um, maybe sending a photo or two and lining up a date and seeing what happens. And, and that's mm -hmm. where I am now. So that, that's one of the, my key questions is how am I thinking about the past relationship? Um, yeah. Another one, how do I feel about the prospects of making a new connection? Right. Is there excitement or yeah. are you doing it because you're feeling lonely? You're doing it because you need a little bit of booty? You know, what What are the reasons why you're trying to move on to make new connections with people? That You know, that's another one. And I, I think about that as a distinct question. So it's like, how do I feel about making new connections? And that's that gut check. Like, ooh, am I feeling excited or am I feeling like, oh, this is a chore? Right. Um, and then th that other question, though, that why am I seeking new connections? That is key. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes the answer really is I'm lonely. Mm -hmm. And that is not the right answer. If I'm lonely, I need to go ahead and invest in my relationships yeah. that I already have. Like and I you. Need to, and or me. into you. Right. Yeah. So if, if, <laughs> if the answer to um, how do I feel about my past relationship is I feel negative and um, how do I feel about the prospects of a new connection, I feel negative <laughs> and, and then and then it's like but i'm lonely though no right no 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 it's not a good reason to move forward that is an awful reason to move forward um <laughs> so that that that's that's another that's another key question um and then the other question uh other two questions i ask myself are what do i want 
you know, and that's Dr. Katrina, to your point, you know, do I want me, is it just a booty call? Do mm -hmm. I want a booty call? Cause I could, I could do that. That's a separate thing. Mm -hmm. And then another question, which seems like it's related to what do I want, but it really isn't. It's separate is what do I have the capacity for? Right. Mm. That right there. Because Ooh. if what I want is, oh, I really want a robust relationship. Mm. But then I ask myself, what do I have the capacity for? And I'm looking at the fact that, oh gosh, I'm still healing from the past relationship. I have my kid. I have my other partner who might feel like they're already not getting enough bandwidth. I have my other hobbies that I'm neglecting. I have my friends. And then, you know, maybe actually I only have the capacity for a booty call. So I, de I need to be real with that. Mm -hmm. um, what are some other questions that you, you two ask yourselves? I, you know, I, I don't, I can't think of any other questions right now, but the capacity one I think is highly important for me, especially after coming out of another breakup, right? Like one, like Eli was saying, how am I feeling here? Like, do I feel like I'm healed enough to move forward with someone? Have I really processed my past relationship? And am I aware of the things that went wrong, how they went wrong, especially how I contributed to them? And have I done something intentional to move away from that thing that caused difficulties in the last relationship. Can I get an amen? I'm saying. And most of us don't do this because we get lonely well before we're ready to do that. And so we move into something else and then it winds up, you know, going somewhere potentially. But it's really important to ground yourself and check in on those things first. Because like Eli was saying, if you only have the capacity for a booty call, but you out here trying to get to know someone and, and boot them up, and you're not ready, that's not going to move forward very well. But the other side of that is like, even with the capacity, right? Like, let's say you don't have the capacity for something full and robust, but you do have the capacity to start slowly getting to know someone. That's an option too. You, you don't have to rush into everything. You can be like, okay, I have the capacity and tell the person I have the capacity to have a few dates with you. But and this is what you know, because I'm I'm out here dating again. And this is what I've had to do is like meter myself. Hey, just so you know, I may not text you every day. It doesn't mean I don't like you. It doesn't mean I'm not interested in us moving forward. It just means, you know, I, I have a lot on my plate right now and I need to make sure that I'm balanced. And, and that's possible, too. You know, but th those are the things that I find really important when I when you're getting back out there. Chris, what about you? Oh, that's a that's a very good question, actually, because one of the things that as far as getting back out here, uh, the first thing I ask myself is, where am I emotionally? What do I have the capacity for? And those are the big things that I always am like, all right, how can I be better um, for myself? I think if it's a, as you stated before, if it's a situation where I'm just lonely, I shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. But if it's a, uh, if it's a situation where, hey, I have some, I have some room. I can use some company or like I can I can expand myself. I am open to new relationships right. and connections. I am down for that. There are certain times where I would just want the hookup on anything else. And I would approach people for that reason. Right. Because, hey, we can. And I feel like honesty and transparency is super important. I don't want to set up the wrong mm -hmm. 
uh, I don't want to set up the wrong expectations. And I've been big on like this term, don't go with the flow, be the flow. Mm. Because if Mm -hmm. I just go with the flow, sometimes you can allow yourself to go down streams that you did not sign up for or, or someone else's expectations. So I'm very direct and like, hey, I want this to go this way. This is my, these are my goals. Uh, we like to say terms and conditions. I like to tell people my terms and conditions when meeting people. And not in fine print. Absolutely. <laughs> very bold. Very big. Very like in your face about it. Because that, that gives everybody the choice. You know, I, I don't want right. to feel like I'm swindling somebody into anything. I want this to be a mutual and fun decision. So now, Chris, you, and I, and I appreciate you for saying this, but you like to come at people with a certain level of transparency. And what that requires, though, is first for you to know what it is you want. Right. Because if you don't know what you want, you're, it's, regardless of how transparent you want to be, you're still going to be opaque as fuck. Right. Yeah. So taking that time to discern what it is you want, I think, is critical, as Dr. Katrina was saying. And there there is no set time for this. Mm -hmm. And I've I've heard all kinds of formulas like it has to be if your relationship was two years long, then your um, your grieving period or your, your time spent. Um, before entering into a new relationship needs to be half of that. So it would need to be a year. But I don't I don't think there's any kind of science to it. I don't know. Time doesn't really work like that. It especially when it comes to like a lot of emotions. Right? I think that you have to take your time, process how you process. It can take a month. It can take six months. Right. You know, you can tell people you're working towards it because we're all human. People go through things. I've met people who are working towards something at the time and it's like hey give me some time but until then we can work on something casual and build it up yeah right. yeah that's true and you know the neuroscience science nerd in me just came out when you all were talking about time <laughs> <laughs> and and it's true like there is no set time limit people try to put a time limit on it but like you know our brains are amazing and they have plasticity and that means that like it can it when something is learned It can also be unlearned, but that's the part I was talking about earlier where it's like you need to know where you were at, what went wrong, how it went wrong, and now you need to make that transition to change your brain and having a different narrative, moving in a different way. Because if you don't do that, then you will go into the next relationship doing the same thing. But Mm -hmm. you have to have some time. Like even with learning new behaviors, you have to take at least 30 days of doing that behavior every day before your brain is going to get on track with you. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that, you need to be much more intentional when you're leaving a relationship, when you're out of it and you're trying to heal because your brain is just going to stay stuck on stupid, if you will. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I, I definitely agree. I think it's a practice. Growing is a practice in general. So. Right. Yeah, you got to get in there and, you know, do the proper work. Let time do its thing. And be. I, I feel like we have to be um, graceful towards ourselves as well. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we can, we you date your trauma 
right? It's, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely, absolutely true. Absolutely, you date your trauma. So a lot of times you'd be like, man, I don't deserve nice things. So you know what to do? You end up with you not nice people. Yourself, you yeah, know? you sabotage yourself or you put yourself out there for the wrong people and then feel like, hey, I deserve that shit. You, you know, know what? what? Chris, just right there, that what you just said, mm -hmm. that is another reason why when I'm doing that gut check mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, I'm still feeling negatively about my like the past connection. What I'm afraid of is that that negativity is going to attract yes. negativity. Yeah. Right? It's going to attract energy that yeah. I don't want. Yeah. So I'm very right. careful about like, okay, how am I feeling energetically? Am I feeling mm. good? Am I feeling positive? Because then I feel like that's when I'm going to attract that that positivity that I'm seeking to me. So Absolutely. that right yeah. there is a, is another reason why I, you know we'll do those those gut temperature checks with myself every now and again. Yeah, and and with the negative thoughts that you all were talking about, it you know it's funny because you know I, I'm going through a breakup currently and. You know, I'm dating, but I know I have to be metered because even yesterday in my head, and this isn't something I thought consciously, but my head was like, I hate myself. If I'd have done better, if I was good enough, mm -hmm. then my life wouldn't be this messed up and my relationship wouldn't be over. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think that for real, yeah. but that's what popped up in my body. Mm -hmm. And knowing that, that means damn it, I need to have more grace with myself mm -hmm. because I'm still not feeling the self-love that I need to be able to care for myself, let alone care for other people. And so now I'm curious about you two and what stuff pops up for you in your head as you're transitioning from a relationship, trying to heal and move into another one. Oh, And how do you work through it? Yeah, you I know? think the same thing. I, I, I have those moments myself where I'm like, oh, I'm about to meet her. Like, am I in her life for plot development? You know what I'm saying? Like, am I just <laughs> am I just gonna fuck fuck this up? Like I fucked the last one up or whatever. Am I am I having an issue with I'm connection? Like what's wrong with me? And I, I read something earlier today and it's like uh earlier actually, yeah, earlier today. And it was like when you constantly think that what did you do wrong, you have to realize that it's not about you. Right. And when you don't center yourself all the time, you you allow yourself to like let go and embrace and embrace the overall thing because it's not all true. It's not true. Some, you know, anxiety is the conspiracy theorist of the brain. So mm -hmm. you got to sit there and just like let that go and be present in that moment. And that's what I, I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be present with the people that I'm with, any new people I'm with. Just look at it as face value for now. If you feel anything different, yeah, you you can make a choice. Yeah. But I try to try to be present. I try to give grace to myself and know that this isn't a, like this isn't a movie. I think a lot of times. We all assume that when something happens, there's supposed to be like this level of justice or this like, oh, it's supposed to end up like this. They supposed mm. to like you're thinking about what they're going through. And I hope they never find somebody who loves them like I did. Or, Damn, Chris. you know, or like, <laughs> no, I'm, like I'm saying, like all these thoughts. Right. Yeah. Or like I'll never find somebody that is just as good as them. And right. it becomes like a you put this like it like ill replacement shit in your head like this is all like negative thoughts right mm -hmm. and sometimes dude, you just move forward yeah sometimes okay and and i i liken it to like how we deal with a lot of things with life when it comes to like things working out it's so easy to go negative because that is something that we are used to yep you know we're used to think we've experienced it before so 
negativity breakups and things like that. We used to that. We can go with that. So we go with those things with that negative in comfort so we don't get we don't get disappointed. But without thinking, what if it works out? Hmm. Right. You know, and we have to be brave. I, I said before, like being um being joyful is revolutionary. And it's self preservation. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's see. What what am I thinking about? Um I don't even know. Really, I'm not I'm not getting my hopes up. I'm just assuming that I'm not going to find another person out there really that I connect with in the way that I connected mm. with Queen B. Yeah. And the way that I, you know, connect with my partner now. Mm. And I'm just like, you know what? What this is about for me right now is just meeting new people checking out some new spots around town yeah, and just making some connections, but I'm not expecting anything to come of any of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not expecting any kind of relationships. Maybe, you know, again, maybe some naked fun. <laughs> I'm going to get more to that in a little, a little later, but uh, I, I'm not just really low expect ah, god low expectations that sounds bad how about minimal expectations does that sound better yeah <laughs> I, I feel I mean, like open i'm right? open or, or no expectations I, which yeah, is okay yes. yeah i don't really feel like i have a ton of expectations right now if if any yeah. um and i i do feel open Yes, Chris, that's a good that's yeah. a good one. I do feel open to many different possibilities. Yeah. And yeah. don't give your negative experience power. Yeah, and I, that, I that's think, I, yeah. that's 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 the little bit of the struggle bus yeah. part for me. Because it's the I'll never find somebody that has this connection as I had with them. And of Which course is I will. True. No, actually, no, think that's about true. It. not it's that true. type of connection, but because uh, they're a different person. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we tell ourselves, I'm never gonna find this again when actually we're like, I want to find another love that feels good and I thrive yes. in. But mm. no, you won't find that's a love I mean. like that anymore. What I, what no. I mean is... And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. A, a level of or a type of connection that is as satisfying mm-hmm. as that was. Exactly. I mean, there's not... Yes, no one else is going to... That's That's a one person thing absolutely i'm not going to experience that again Mm -hmm. and that's okay and that can be sad and it's that sad but you know i still have that as an ex you know the experience is still there even if i'm not currently experiencing it Mm -hmm. and i know that the possibility in fact the probability exists that i'm going to find another connection or Mm -hmm. connections right out there that are as sexually and or emotionally fulfilling. Right. And think about the difference in that narrative when you're saying it in your head. You know, the I'm never going to find this again with anybody else, which is true and okay, versus I will find another relationship that is satisfying and feels good to me. That's the transition and the healing that goes from breaking up to going into something new right. is transitioning your negative narrative right. thoughts into something that's truth and actually serves you to move forward in joy. And your the narratives that we tell ourselves matter because that creates the energy and then that energy we put out and what you put out, you best believe you get back. It's coming Absolutely. back it's like a boomerang. Right. 
<laughs> so so that narrative that you, you you tell yourself matters and i know um from you know breakups you know it's really easy to slip into a negative narrative i don't deserve nice things I, if only I could have been better, my relationship would have lasted. Yeah. Or, you know, I, maybe I'm just not someone who is lovable, you know, which is whatever yeah. the narrative is, like that's going to generate that, that energy. And so changing the narrative is, is something that can be intentional. You know, you can tell yourself something for a while even if you don't necessarily believe it yet. Fake it to make it. Yep. Right? You'll make it. Like you I will. said about the brain. You will. It'll pick it up. Yeah. You will. And so sometimes with myself, you know, in, in the earlier stages of this, this breakup with Queen Bee, when I found myself having those negative thoughts, like, man, that was it. You know, like, I... I'm once again done with love. And then I, I'm like, okay, I catch myself... This is negative bullshit. How can I turn this around? And it's like this, like I'm like identifying what I'm doing is not what I want to be doing. And then I have the substitute narrative ready. No, I am in fact very worthy of, of love. And I can see that by the other loving relationships that I have in my mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And also... I am going to be loved again. Yeah. It's just a matter of time, you know. And then, and, and that was that was my substitute narrative. Lovely. And then I said it, and I said it, and I said it, and I said it, and now I actually believe it. Yeah. You know, but I didn't necessarily believe it when I initially started saying it to myself. You know, but it, mm -hmm. now it's true, and now you know. I guess we'll see. You know, because now you know I'm pumping out this energy, and let's see what what is going to get caught on my fly on my fly trap <laughs> <laughs> right on so i i want to just cycle back to something um i think dr katrina you said it earlier when you were talking about communicating what you wanted right to to the other connections that you're making and being mindful of the other person or other person's feelings. I'm hoping that you can talk some more about that. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, when you start dating, there's a bit of excitement that comes up, you know, and that's amazing for a lot of people, not everybody. Um, <clears throat> but with that excitement, also, you know, knowing that our brains have been very stuck in monogamy and what that looks like for many years. And even somebody who's been, you know, participating in poly for 10 years, it, it still comes up for me that like monogamy, right? The, the ideas and the, the guidance that that allowed for us. And so when I first start dating, you know, I have to be thoughtful about where I'm at as opposed to getting stuck in that cycle again of monogamy, like we talked about earlier, you know, you date and then your girlfriends and then you get married, blah, 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 right? I, I still have to like work through parts of that initially. And so when I, before I start dating someone, I'm like, okay, where am I at? What do I need? What's my capacity? And then, you know, I look at that and I figure that out. But then sometimes when I start dating, my capacity gets lowered 
and I have to like take some steps back, which is okay, but I have to explain that. Like you have to verbalize and communicate right. what's going on with you, which means you have to know what's going on with you. Right. And so like currently, you know, I'm I'm dating and it's it's fun and it's it's been great to start getting to know other women. However, you know, I'm also going through a divorce right now. Um, and there's things that come up and issues that I now have to navigate and separating my life from my wife. And so, you know, some days it's like, oh, God, I had to do all this paperwork and pay all this money for this lawyer. I just don't have it in me to talk to this person today. You know, not it has nothing to do with them. Right. Nothing. They're, you know, lovely and beautiful and all the things. But man, today is just not the day. So I'll get on the Marco Polo and be like, yo, girl, what's up? You're amazing. Manifest good things in your life. I need a second today. So I just want you to know that I may not hit you up, but know that it has nothing to do with you. And I'm thinking about you. Yeah. You know, and something that simple. I feel like know. that's fair. I think that's that's great communication. I, um, I often struggle with that because I have a problem. Sometimes I want to coddle other people's feelings to make sure they are not upset. And mm. that is that is faded off <laughs> as <laughs> as it gets as I get as I evolve more yeah into it. It's definitely a, a, not much of a thing this year. I'm like, yeah, listen, this ain't gonna work today. I'll holler at you. <laughs> no, no offense, obviously. No, that's you know? good. But I let people know, like, hey, there are certain there are certain things going on in my life right now. Like, I'm a very busy person. I have you know, wife, three kids, a business, things like that. So and. And I do care about everybody involved, including you. But there are certain times where I need a break, including from these kids. You know, what I'm saying? So, <laughs> and I just, I just need to separate myself for a little bit. And that I think that's important to have that balance. And I would want them to have that balance as well. You know, I yeah. so I, I think it's one thing to to say, "Hey, I need a break," but also ask, you know, ask them, "Hey, certain times I'm going to expect that from you. Like you should." Because I, I think part of the people also want to be encouraged that they would give them the same grace as you get as you're asking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So you both were talking about um, communicating your capacity in like more specific circumstances. I'm wondering about taking the, the like the 50 foot view. You are just meeting the person. And you are like, okay, you've, you've done your work yourself and you figured out what you want, why you want to start dating, what you have the capacity for, mm-hmm. somewhere on the range of like booty call and don't call me again <laughs> to future ex-wife, right? There's a <laughs> <Right>. whole, <laughs> yeah. whole spectrum. And so you're, you're, you're either working on your dating profile or you are just starting communicating with a new connection. And, and the question is, how do you let this person know, person or persons know, all right, this is what I'm out here for, right? Yeah. Like, I, you know, maybe I, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot right now and really I just want to hit it and quit it because I'm lonely and I'm just looking for somebody to meet me on that level. Or, you know, I'm open to like a capital R relationship too in time if that's you know, what you're into or, you know, mm. or kitchen table, poly, like whatever, you know, sky's the limit. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm more wondering about that. Like, how do you, when you're first meeting or making a connection, how do you let that connection know, hey, here's what I'm, I can show up for. 
Here's mm-hmm. what I have to mm-hmm. offer you. Uh, yeah. For me, it's a first conversation thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I realize when, when you say first conversation, you mean like um, on the apps, like the first conversation on the apps, or like the first conversation, like first date. Yes, both. Okay. I, I, I say that on the <laughs> app, and then I reiterate that shit. Okay. I think it's right, right. it's important. Like I don't do, I don't do too random. So like, like I don't meet somebody fucking then don't don't speak to them. Oh, okay. So like, I am very much a friendship based relationship guy. So like, not not really. And when I say relationship, it's not with a capital R, right? Yeah, lowercase so, R. Yeah, lowercase mm-hmm. R. So when I say, hey, I am looking for friends who we can we can hang out. There's no there's no major um ownership component to it. We just we just we hang out, we may do the things, we may not. But there are certain times where I'm gonna be like, yo, I just like to get it in and we have a good vibe. And I offer that to you as well. So there are certain times when it now down the line, if you would like to make something different, but I actually I actually steer away from the down the line if you like to make something different, especially when I have a specific goal that day, like that at that time in my right, life, right. right? So I don't I do not do the promise of, you know, hey, one day we can have flowers and be married. No, no, no. Fuck all that. Because that may not happen. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, but what I want right now, I'm, I'm focused on what I would like right now. Yeah. yeah. I feel that too. I think that, you know, with the dating profile, immediately I just like throw all my cards out there, you know? Mm-hmm ethically non-monogamous i have a partner i am open to dating other people and seeing what that looks like but no promises right now because you know the other thing about it is is like i think and this is something that polyamory and non-monogamy allows you to be able to have is more flexibility when you do date because you know when you're non-monogamous or when you're monogamous it's like, okay, I'm dating this person and this could be my next boo, like mm-hmm. my long-term boo. Um, and sometimes it's harder for people to date several people at a time to figure out who, you know, is a good fit. But with non-monogamy, it's like, okay, it's vast. I have all of this space. I have all of these people. I have all of this time. And so I don't feel as rushed to be like, yeah, we're going to be lifelong partners because you can be present focused and be like, in this moment right now, who is this person? Do I like what's going on? Am I seeing any red flags? You know, what's what's happening here? And you actually can assess mm-hmm. the situation a little clearer, I think, which I can appreciate. And I don't want to make any promises to anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, for, for me, I try to be very clear in my profiles and I'll talk about this a little bit more later, but I have on different sites, I'm going for different things. Mm, mm. Um, so, right on. you know, there's, and, and, I, and I try to be very clear on, you know, each respective site, like what that is. Yeah. Um, and woe betide you if you contact me for something outside of that, because you will get blocked <laughs> in a heartbeat. Mm. <laughs> Anywho. Um, <laughs> But I, I do try to be clear in how I present myself right out the gate, and I assume that people read, and so that right. if you, if, you wow, you can't make a, that assumption. You wow, I know. <laughs> Trust me, I've, 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 yeah, I've realized that, yes. that I can't always make that assumption, but yeah. I still continue to. You should. It's okay. And generally, people do read. 
So I assume that if you have read and you're okay with what I have written, you're self-selecting in. Exactly. Um, so I tend to... I mean, I'll still ask some follow-up questions to ensure that we're on the same page, but I will typically let the profile, my my dating app profile, do most of the talking for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far, you know, that's that's been working out. For yeah, me. no, that's same. Yeah, you know, like all right, Polly got this partner, got a right. kid. Right. Like all the things that you know that that may affect the way that somebody uh, might want to come into a relationship or right. potentially how they see you and right. and to allow I that's the cool thing about some of these websites is you know you being able to write up who you are in like a paragraph if you're thoughtful about it you can you can allow people to self select in if they want to or not. And then I think it does like leave a a lot more room for you to actually connect with people who are on the same page versus people who aren't. Right. And some of these um, dating apps uh, we'll we'll talk about are more geared to people in open relationships than others. Absolutely. And, and so the options that you have to select, you know, will vary mm, um, right. depending on how, how much they're catering to what particular audience. So <laughs> anyhow. Um, when are we going to start going down the list? Because I'm here for this. <laughs> are you already ready for that, Chris? We still had a few other things we were okay, going to yeah, talk yeah, yeah. about. Damn. No, no, no. I'm here for it. I'm just excited. All right. I'll see you. I'll well, you. I'd, I'd, I'd say before we, we move uh, on to the nuts and butts of it, <laughs> <laughs> let's, oh, let's, yes. let's first continue to drill down a little bit. Oh, I didn't drill down. I didn't actually mean that. Not to uh, sound well, as all bad these as puns are coming. <laughs> Didn't mean that last one, but or also <laughs> maybe. <laughs> My area code is the gutter, y'all. That's, that's <laughs> where you can find me. But in addition to um, considering other people's feelings, mm-hmm. and and under that also is that good communication, you know, and knowing what you want communicating that effectively to the other person. And here's the thing. A lot of us listening to this podcast are here in uh, the United States or Canada. And so we're recovering from just like low-key puritanical bullshit that we've been subjected to our whole lives. And so it's hard sometimes to admit that you want something from someone other than a capital R relationship because it feels dirty. It feels wrong. Mm -hmm. It feels like that's not how an adult should behave. Mm -hmm. I am here to tell y'all, fuck that shit. (laughs) do what you want do it responsibly do it with good communication you are entitled to have a relationship or an encounter or whatever be whatever you want it to be just because you want it right that's it no other justification needed you don't have to feel badly about wanting 
a, a hookup from someone. And you don't have to feel badly about communicating that to someone either. Mm-hmm. You have to feel badly if you want a hookup and you're pulling the wool over that other person's eyes and making them think that you want a capital R relationship. And yeah. really all you want is to hit it and quit it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's Real. where things, that's where you, you make that hard left. That's mm-hmm. where things go off the, off the rails, right? But there's nothing wrong with wanting a relationship or an encounter to be what you want. Um, the relationship that you got out of is the relationship that you got out of. Your next connection doesn't have to look the same. No. Mm-hmm. No. And if you got out of the previous relationship, maybe your next connection shouldn't look the same that's the next thing right so you know you you have to be okay with with whatever it is that you want so in addition to knowing what you want you have to be okay with knowing what you want Mm -hmm. and then communicating it because Mm -hmm. sometimes you know there's this friction if you know what you want but maybe you feel um conflicted about it you feel embarrassed you feel ashamed about it and it's going to be harder to look somebody in the eye and say, hey, I want this thing, because inside you're kind of inwardly cringing and feeling like maybe you're a shitty person for even wanting that, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, that that's also yeah. part of that inner work that needs to be done as you're, you know, trying to figure out if you're ready to put yourself back out there in the world is, are you able to accept what it is that you say you want? And so you brothers out there on the DL, I'm looking at you okay Mm. call out saying but you know that that makes me think about this then like you know let's say that you know what you want and you're expressing it but the person that you're attempting to make a connection with doesn't really honor that or respect those boundaries what okay i was gonna say what then but (laughs) okay i'm communicate like okay here I said that I wanted this, you know, but what I'm getting from you is not that energy, you know, I want to check in with you. What is it? What's what's your perception of what's going on here? (laughs) And, you know, have the conversation, have that good open communication. But if after that communication, you are seeing that this person is not able to meet you where you are. You could just walk away because it, it's not going to do anyone any favors to bully what you want into what that person wants. And it's similarly, it's not going to do any good to bully that person's wants into what you want. Yeah. You just have to cut bait and maybe transition to just friendship or, or nothing at all. And I think we have to be OK with the no. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of times when we are approaching people with these things, a lot, you know, what, what leads to the fuckery, uh, people... M- you know, mis misinterpreting things and all that is because we're afraid to say that, oh, they're gonna say no or they're gonna think that I'm a bad person for that. And I what feel we're, like what we're talking about is yeah. consent on a higher level. Absolutely. You have yeah. to give that person the opportunity to say, No, no, I don't want to be your mm-hmm. booty call. Right. And respect your own boundaries, right? right? Don't be like, hey, they would give it to me, but now they're being nice to me and I think I should go with their right. their intentions. Like, no, this is what I meant. 
And also, no, it's not about you if they say no. That's mm-hmm. that's the it's problem. Not. It's not about you. And even if there there is probably a little morsel that has to do with the dynamics between you and the other person and behaviors that have been popping up and past trauma, you know, that that's fine. But most of it's not about you. Most of it up until that point is this person's experience with other people that they're trying to navigate their vulnerabilities and their their pain with. Mm. Now that it's being potentially triggered by you. So know that it really isn't about you. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing. That's actually a good thing. It's not about you. You've said your piece. You've set your boundaries. Now you can move on to someone who wants similar things as you do and who will respect your boundaries potentially. Right. And that person or persons, they're out there. And, you know, speaking of boundaries, you know, your own personal boundaries, it's important in this whole process of putting yourself back out there not to neglect yourself either, right? And we talked about this a little bit in the NRE episode. You want, as you're continuing to put yourself out there, you want to continue to tend to your existing relationships, romantic and non-romantic relationships. Continue to attend to your hobbies and your job and your physical and emotional health. All of these things you need you need to keep sight of in the swirling midst of excite the excitement yeah. of making new connections and all the possibilities you know that entails. So, right. speaking of new connections and possibilities, uh-huh. in these in the waning minutes here. Let's talk about these apps, y'all. Okay. All right. So there's um, so many. It can be overwhelming. There are so many. And I am on, let's see, I'm on OkCupid. Okay. Field, Tinder, Grindr. Pull out my phone. And the Facebook dating app, which is really the newest oh, of them all. Interesting, And it's an interesting, the, w- the way they go about it is they will not match you with your connections, but they will match you with your connections. Connection. Connections. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. And, and it's, it's kind of clever because then, you know, what they're ensuring is that, you know, you can probably vet this person if you ask around like, okay, is so-and-so crazy? Have you been to his house? <laughs> Does he have people buried under the floorboards? You know what I'm saying? And also, you get to, it's an easier match by interests, mm. right? Interesting. So that's the one thing that Facebook kind of has on lock is that they're, they're able to match with your interests more because you're, you're feeding their algorithm with all of your likes and all of you, the groups that you're a member of and everything. So it's, it's able to fine tune a little bit more perhaps than these other apps are. Yeah. Huh. Um yeah. Okay Cupid used to be great back in that in the day. Back in the day. I actually met the girl on Okay Cupid and right. our percentage of the match was in the 90s and it was pretty accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I feel like it's changed. The platform has. has changed. It's not the same. I agree cuz I I met Wifey on Okay Cupid and I've, you know, I've gotten back on OkCupid over the last few years, and and you're right, there is something different. I don't, I don't know if the algorithm doesn't match people yeah. as well, or mm-hmm. what happened, yeah. or if they're we're providing more space for a different kind of like relationship style or situation. I don't know what happened. Sometimes but. I feel like OKC is trolling me. I'm like, come on, really, <laughs> stop it. Yeah, yeah, you know, not the best, but I, you know, I'm, I'm also, che- I, I have 
Tinder, Bumble, Plenty of Fish, um, Black, which we can talk about, which you yeah. told me about, Chris, which I haven't really gotten into. And mm. I'm finding that, you know, like you said earlier, um, it depending on what you want, you know, and how much you want to weed out some of the people that maybe don't match what it is you're looking for. Mm-hmm. That, that's what you need to be thoughtful about with these right. these apps is figuring out which one works for the type of relationship style you want. Right. I like that you mentioned that because that leads me into the my issue with a lot of dating apps. So, like, we have the ones that are, you know, your, I like to say your super mainstream ones like your Match.com, uh, Christian Mingle, people are into missionary sites, things like that. And then you have, you know, the apps. Right. And so, of course, the the big one, the most popular one is Tinder. And so Tinder used to be like the traditional, like kind of all encompassing hookup site, for lack of a better term. Right. And then I feel like as more people joined in, people are looking for different things. So, like, people are looking to meet their that's their next forever person, you know, or the 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 the, the accounts vary. Right. Which. It was a little thrown off at first because, you know, when you're getting in there, you know, when you log into Tinder, you get in the Tinder mind state, right? <laughs> Usually when you're in there, you'd be like, all right, let me see. This. And then, like, it gets thrown off like, no hookups or no casual things at all. And I'd be like, why is you here? I thought that Tinder here? was yeah. the hookup app. Yeah, it but was. But I yeah. feel like it's not so much anymore. No, yeah. it's not. So, yeah. People are looking like, I want I want to meet my last, I have my last first date and all those things, and I'm like, swipe left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I mean, no offense, do you find your last first date good for you? But that's not where I'm at. That's at this not point where I'm at right life. now. Nope. That's not where I'm at right now. I have, of course, I have Tinder. I have Bumble, uh, Field, and Black. That's that's all. I, oh, Facebook, Facebook, and Facebook. Yeah, yeah Facebook. I tried Facebook. Yeah, yeah. the Facebook one is actually really cool for yeah. all the reasons that uh, Eli said. It was. It's actually really cool and accurate. Uh, you're gonna run into some fuck shit. But that's natural. Yeah. So it's just that's mm. just how it is in a sense. And not and by running to some fudge, you could just read people's profile. You could it gives more information and insight to who that person is too, which I think is great. Because now mm. you can make a well informed decision. You don't just have to look yeah. at a couple of pictures and a couple of tidbits and be like, Okay, that's cool. Let me roll the dice. You know, but now mm. you'll be like, Okay, I can really hang out with this person. This person's right. cool. And so that's cool. Bumble is a mixed bag for me. Um, Bumble always like it just seems like soccer moms. I just get a soccer mom vibe with it. Um, <laughs> and it's 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 okay. It's cool. That's not been my experience, but that's that, uh, no, it's different for everybody. Yeah. In my experience, it's just been like kind of like yeah, we go hiking. I'm like that's dope, and that could be out here. It's very Pacific Northwest. It's very Pacific yeah. Northwest. Everyone has to have their obligatory yes. I hike picture on yeah. their dating profile. But yeah. the most fun, the most fun, and the most successful, ironically, because, like I said, never judge a book by its cover, the most successful and the most romantic relationship, but most, the most non-romantic relationship I've had have been off field. Hmm. All right. So let's talk about yeah. field, y'all. Yeah, field is okay. lit. By <laughs> far. Field is going to be the best dating app platform for those of us in non-traditional relationships. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because that is the whole premise of the app. There, You don't have to field, uh, field you don't have to weed through mm-hmm. um, all these folks that are like, oh, I'm a God-fearing woman and I want my forever man. Or like, they're, 
those folks are not going to be on field. They are going to be on Match and Christian Mingle and all the other, and maybe even on Tinder, but they are not going to be on field. Field is specifically for people looking for other people in non-traditional relationships. So you have the option to um, be solo and looking for a couple. You have options to date as couples. Um, there are different ways to identify gender-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there are many, many, many search options, very specific search options yeah. in terms yeah. of Friend what type benefit. of play you Yeah, all even. kinds of stuff. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. The it more options nice. that you have, I feel like the better your chances are at finding a match. Yep. Um, I'm going to veer off and talk well, about... Well, before you do oh, that, I just oh, want to spell out field for people who want to check oh, yeah. it out. It's F-E-E-L-D. Yes. yes. Just F-Y-I if you if you want to look it up and get into it, okay? Yeah. Thank F-E-E-L-D. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, it's a good right, one. Go ahead. And no, it's it's like I said, field is my favorite one. Yeah. It's been the one that's like... It's the one that I've had more like long term success. Okay. Well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say favorite with a caveat, and I'll come back to that later. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Chris. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. All right. So, um, and then there's black. Now, black. I have B L K. B L K. For the app. B L K. Black. And so we live out here in the Pacific Northwest, but black is everywhere, right? Ha. Anyway. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> so black is a dating app that mainly that caters to predominantly black people which as a black person out here i love because i'm like oh great i can find more people like me on here however it is very heteronormative it's very uh it's very mainstream kind almost conservative not even almost it's conservative because as a poly person i've matched with people and it's been it's been mostly like are you cheating and things like that and then some of the profiles you read, it's like, oh man, this is y'all are not y'all are not that that evolved, you know. And you you run into a lot of that. Uh, that being said, that being said, I have met some cool people on there, and that's cool. Now, whether they worked out, you know, some people just can't. There's not there's not nearly enough poly or um, non denominate not non monogamous representation on there. There, yeah. There's clearly not. I will say this though. On my profile, I have I swipe left for white women, and because and just on that profile, because a why are you here on a and black is, dating that's site? Real. Yeah. yeah, and so it's usually somebody looking for black people, and I'm just like, yeah, don't come on here, don't don't. Why are you here? Yeah, and that's, that's my that's my annoyance with it. <laughs> Chris, when you yeah. say the people on black aren't as evolved, tell me more about what you mean. Okay, so I, I've had a bunch of situations where I, I, I tell people, and I'm very straightforward, like, you have a lot of people who don't read profiles. And there was one time, I remember matching with somebody, and then he said something that was pretty, like, monogamous. Like, and I was like, hey, did you read my profile? And they looked at it, and they was like, ugh, you one of them. You probably cheating on your wife. Like, she goes off. Oh, and I was man. like, oh. And so I sent her a link to reading and comprehension um, from Webster Dictionary. I'm an asshole, <laughs> and, uh, so, but that was it. That was it. That was my only mean one. And so, but other than that, I find that I have to go through that, and then or have to do the non-monogamy one-on-one talk. You know, like, gotcha. oh no, I'm not cheating. No, it's not like this. Or you know, you get that. Oh, I could never. And it's like, then don't. Right. You know. Now I've had and 
and to to other people's credit, there are most people that are like, "Hey, that's just not for me." Right. But thank you. You know, it's a, but I like to get that out the way. It's the oh, yeah. first day on my profile. It's one of the first things I say after I ask like opening questions. Like, hey, this is cool. Like, hey, did you read my profile? It says I'm ethically non-monogamous or non-monogamous in general because the ethic is implied. But like, I, I often like give that out there because I feel like everybody needs to know. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that 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 right there, that first situation right there, whether somebody is open to it or not, mm-hmm. affects the entire like option to date or not to date. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's a fundamental question. Yeah. 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 And that's why, you know, for for people in non-traditional relationships, field um, is so great because it's the shortcut around all of that. I mean, if you're on field and you're trying to be monogamous, you have fucked up. You're on the wrong app. I hope you're not paying premium for this shit. (laughs) Um, So I said earlier that I, depending on the site, what I'm looking for changes and so for for Field and OkCupid and Tinder and I think also my Facebook um, profile, they're mm-hmm. all, I mean, I'm not going to say chaste, but I, I do make clear that I'm not trying to be in like a relationship relationship. Um, but Grindr is 100% just the fuck app <laughs> like every now and again i will see somebody with a profile that's like oh i'm looking for a boyfriend and i'm like what no you're not no you're not <laughs> you're doing all- yeah stop playing but then you scroll a little further down and then the profile will be like looking for right now and i'm like uh-huh <laughs> right anyway so so grinder for those of you who are not familiar mm-hmm. is an app um for 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 men and uh trans women and it's really just it's just a hookup app Mm. it's what tinder used to be Mm. (laughs) all right yeah and it's it's just everybody there is just very straight to the point Mm -hmm. you know sometimes like the first message will just be like a dick pic And then then the message will be like, "Hello!" Like after after the dick pic, it's like, "Oh well, good morning, sir." Like, right? That's how we agree. And it's just it's just very clear. It's just it's just very clear. There's no beating around the bush, as it were, right? About what it is you want or what you're looking for. It's right there. And the way that the the site is structured, it's like you say, "Okay, are you?" What a relationship type are you in an open relationship? Are you, mm-hmm. you know, so you, you can you can put that right there, big as brass, and then they're asking about like what's your sexual position? Hmm. So top or bottom? Top, kind of stuff, bottom, verse, dominant. Yeah, all oh. that. Okay. If you're into any kinks, do you use condoms? When was the last mm. time tested? Are you on prep? Nice. All of that is on the first fucking page. And that they will great. periodically send you links to uh, free. Um, and, I, and I recently, this is super easy. And we're going to do a whole episode on sexual health. I mean, it's amazing how easy it is not to get an STD. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they will send you links to uh, free prep. Oh, wow. So they will send you out a testing kit for free every three months. 
and you know a three month supply of prep. And for those of you who don't know, yeah, prep is that. is um, a, a once a day from it's usually just once a day pill that you can take um, that prevents the you from getting HIV. Um, that doesn't mean go around and be crazy no, with it. Because it doesn't prevent against other STDs. Right. But it will prevent. It's 99% effective against preventing against um, contracting HIV. That's pretty awesome, man. And it's, a, you know, you can get it for free. And then you can get a testing for HIV and all the STDs for free every three months. And so mm. Grinder is very aware that it is a fuck site. And it is, it has these sort of, of safety nets built in if you want to avail yourself of them. I'm glad they're that socially conscious. Yeah. It's necessary. It is. Plus you start <laughs> you start losing clientele if you aren't a, a little bit more supportive of people taking care of their health and well-being. <laughs> Real talk. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so so in my my grinder site, it's not I'm not making any pretense. I'm not little r big r. It's like, you know, what the fuck this is about here because you're here, so I shouldn't have to do a whole lot of explaining. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it is. It's lovely. I don't know what the equivalent is for women. I, I, there isn't really. Okay. I mean, we can think about society and how you know men tend to be, mm. how they be, and women tend to be how they be. Right. But it, I am not aware okay. of any site for women that is similar to that. Mm-hmm. But if you're out there listening and you're aware. Please shoot us an email, hit us up and let us know because I am curious. It's for research, y'all. I'm a sex therapist, so I have to do research. Mm, So mm. if y'all know, let us just know. You gotta log in. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Deep, deep, deep research. Yes. I love my job, Uh y'all. I love my job. Anyhow, so we we are going to do um, you know other episodes where we're going to talk more in depth about the dating sites and the pros and the cons um, and some tips. But for right now, we're just going to give you some some general tips, and that is what we one we've already talked about. Be clear mm. in the profile about what it is that you want and what you have the capacity for, because some people might actually read that. And self-select out, and you've saved yourself a whole ton of trouble. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I think also don't let your cave person hind brain, which is the back part of our brain that's desire and aggression and such, don't let that decide who you're going to date. Maybe also try to connect your frontal lobe and think about the decision-making, too. You know, like, that person's cute, and they made Mava JJ do some things. Mm-hmm. That's great. However, all of these other things on here are red flags for me. Or this doesn't fit for who I am and what I want in my life. And so if you're not on Grinder, <laughs> you know, and you don't know exactly what people want, it's it's really important to be super thoughtful about people you continue engaging with or engage with in the first place. Because if they don't fit in your life, then, you know, it it could turn out not so great. So just be thoughtful, I think. Yeah. And last but not least, of course, as you you both have wonderfully stated before, do the personal work before you reach out to people. I think that, you know, when we are just getting off, we're all transitioning, we're evolving as people. Before you open that app, go, am I ready for this? Am I ready for what what I can offer and things like that? And then you can set your own expectations to give to them. But you have to do the work first. 
out of respect for your future ex-wife yeah out of respect for yourself (laughs) please you know so you don't have the capacity don't do it yeah don't do it heard all right y'all so please stay tuned for for the episode where we do our dating deep dive (laughs) get ready (laughs) all right but in the meantime we are to the portion of the show where we amplify either an artist, an organization, um, uh, or just a person uh, of color. And today, in honor of Women's History Month, I would like to highlight one of my favorite authors, mm-hmm. Octavia Butler. Yeah, and this was actually one of the one of the points that uh, the girl and I connected on early on. She's also a a big Octavia Butler um, mm-hmm. sci-fi fan. And Octavia Butler does not get the sci-fi shine she deserves. She doesn't. She, she Agreed. was a pioneer and a visionary. And mm. in line with the theme of this show, back in, I believe she published the novel in 1987. It was originally published. Octavia Butler wrote Dawn. And that book featured not only poly relationships, but it featured multiple genders. Mm-hmm. There's more than uh, just two genders. I think there were at least, what is, I think, three or four. It's been a while since I've read yeah, the book. Same, but... Um, but this, this, she was writing about these things in 1987, y'all. And she right. moved, she was born in uh, L.A., but she moved up here to Washington State, uh, to just kind of be a bit of a recluse and a huge, a recluse. huge recluse, and, <laughs> and, and write space. and read, yeah. And um, uh, she passed away just in two thousand and six, mm. at the tender age of fifty eight, due yeah. to a, a massive stroke. Just another brilliant mind that we'd lost too soon. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to take this opportunity to pay tribute to her and encourage you folks to, uh, uh, you know. Read her stuff. Kindred is probably the book that most people are most familiar with, but yeah. uh, she's written a lot. Yeah, I love Octavia. She's amazing, and she was so, so far ahead of her time. I'm I'm grateful for her and glad to draw on her as an ancestor. Um, I also just want to take this opportunity, and this is more on a personal tip. Today is March 24th, and it is my father, Edward Arthur Sanford's birthday. Mm. And he passed away six years ago, but he would have been 72 today, y'all. So I just want to, like, say his name and Mm. shout it out. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. so proud of you, Dad. I'm thankful for all of the things that you taught me, allowing me to be the woman that I am today. You know, thanks. Thanks, Pop, and happy birthday. Rest in power. Yes, indeed. All right. So we are nearing the end of the season, y'all. The next episodes we have coming up are our Ask a White Person episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And we also have our question and answer episode coming up. So, you know, please, if you have some sticky situations, some questionable conundrums, Mm -hmm. get at us and, uh, you know, we'll talk. We'll talk it through. Uh, And in the meantime, keep on living and loving in color, y'all.